Welcome back to TTC for Success on the Go. This is Arish. Well, it's been a minute since I've recorded for you all, and I'm excited to come back with a whole new season, I guess we could say, it's summertime, and some new ideas to share with you. Today, I was inspired to talk a little bit about lying. Some of our moms and dads out there have been bringing some stories to me and asking, Arish, what's up with this lying behavior? What can we do? I mean, it's probably one of the gnarliest behaviors that some children will exhibit because for most human beings, when you're lied to, it destroys your sense of trust and it's an immediate threat to the harmony of your household, people's security and safety. And as a parent who's investing in a child, at some point, let's call it for what it is, I'm doing for you, but then you're doing me dirty behind my back. That's not cool. All right. So... When we look at children and we look at why they do what they do, we have to look at the function of their behaviors. And then there's the coding that we're trying to give them. We teach them values. We teach them about morals and, you know, what's right to do, what's not right to do and why. But then there's this whole thing that we forget about as parents. What if the child has something going on biochemically uh, in terms of their neurological development if they've been exposed to trauma, if they have any type of developmental disabilities or neurological differences, their response to things is not always going to be about deception. It may not even be really that well planned out at all. It could just be some type of a reactive pattern that happens and then they have to walk it back to cover it up. Some of your kids are impulsive. When a child's impulsive, but they're intelligent enough to recognize the consequence of their actions, they tend to lie. (laughs) Why? Because they did what they did because they wanted it or whatever it is that they were trying to accomplish was urgent for them at that moment. But then once they're caught, they recognize, oh, I broke the code. I'm not supposed to do this and I don't want the consequence. So let me quickly cover my tracks. That's one reason for lying. You know, I don't think kids would lie if they didn't have to. If there was a way around it, most kids wouldn't lie. They would just tell you the flat out truth. But because there is that consequential issue, that's another factor. Fearing the the retribution, fearing that punishment, fearing that they've disappointed people. Some kids are people pleasers. They want everybody to love them and like them, even though they know they do things based on their own decisions that go against the grain. But they don't want to lose that connection with the people that they care about. So sometimes they lie to keep themselves in favorable standing. There's other types of lies that kids will do that really don't even seem logical. You know, like the ones where they make up these grandiose things that never happen. And you're probably scratching your head when this happens going, what? Why? Well, that's another aspect. Now, for our kids who have had any type of trauma or um, attachment issues from young age, those would be our kids who have maybe been bounced around from different type of group homes or foster situations. Maybe something in the family dynamics caused them to have some um, dysregulation around their attachment to a primary caregiver. Whatever it is, um, if the child has any type of a reactive attachment disorder, their bodies were experiencing a level of trauma early on that probably changed the neuropathy of their brain. That cortisol is no joke. When a child's under stress, 
um, it actually produces a chemical that then it gets stored in the body and it can cause damage. So in those situations, when the kids are lying, it's, it's a bigger process. It's, it's a bio, it's a biophysical reaction. And there's also a psychological, um, root to it as well. In working with kids with reactive attachment disorder, what I've learned is to take everything at face value because in that moment, that's what they need you to hear and try not to personalize it. Now, once they trust you, they will stop doing as much of the lying, or at least they'll come clean after the fact. You may never get them to completely stop with the big tails. You know, that might just be where they're at, but you could at least get to a place where you have an agreement with them that if you do lie, um, I'm going to give you 20 minutes, you know, to come clean or give me a signal saying, okay, I stretched it a little bit. It could even be a nonverbal exchange. You know, maybe they're writing it on a little ticket or a card or they flip something over on the doorknob. It might just give them that control that they need. Control is a huge aspect in all of this, folks. When kids are lying, it is actually first stage of being independent-minded. You know, you're independently minded, you're going to lie. Why? Because you're not controlled by others. You want that control over the reality. You want that control over your story and your version of what you're accountable for. So now we have to look at that. How much of this kid's behavior is about control? Many of you tell me your kids are absolute control freaks. And that's hard because as a parent, well, isn't that our job? (laughs) Aren't we supposed to be the control freak in the process? I don't want to be a parent who's out of control. That's a paradigm shift. I don't want that. Flip it around, people. So what are we going to do here? Well, let's figure it out. When our kid is lying, let's look at the function of the lie. Let's determine whether the root of it is something that's more psychological and physiological from their history. Uh, Is it a function of need? They're trying to get to something. Is this about control? Do they have a history of it? Do they do it all the time? And how bad are the lies? Are they lies that are just boo-boo tales that are ridiculous? Or are they dangerous where it can cause authorities to be involved and, and make parents, you know, seem deviant or dangerous? If we're getting on a level where the lies are pathological in the sense that they could really hurt somebody and be damaging, that's where we have to start is looking at it as a safety issue. And we have to approach it as a safety issue. And we have to get that child to understand what our intentions are about. Sometimes means we have to come off the punitive measures. It might mean that we have to get some better trust built there so that they can come clean after they do put that whopper out there to take it back. Um, many times kids know how to work the system and they know how to charm people that don't know them. And that's another factor. Um, I like to acknowledge those kids who are super slick like that. That's a strength. If you have the people sense to be able to con, you know, Miss Molly, the social worker or, you know, Deputy Bob, the policeman, you know what? You might become a good CIA agent one day. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, But I think we got to look at it for what it is. And some kids don't have empathy, so they don't understand how it impacts other people. We can go off on that moral, you know, tirade all day long. But if the root of their lying is something that's much more internalized and it's much more biofunctional or trauma related, that empathy game, it's not going to work. That's just speaking in another language to somebody who can't hear. So we got to go back to the root again and just really understand how our kids work and what this lying is all about. I'd be interested in getting more feedback on this from all of you. And I'm here, should anybody want to process a little further on their particular situation. All right, folks, thank you for entertaining me on this story today about lying. And I hope that 
you all continue to exercise your patience on this and do your research. All right. Be well.